the cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the green peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. Let's make that climb together up the, the green, green peak. peak with your host, Richard Zwicky. All right. Good morning. This is Richard Zwicky with The Green Peak, and we're fortunate enough today to have Stephen Murphy with Prohibition Partners here to join with join us. Stephen, Hello. how is uh, everything going with you? And you're over in London today. Yeah, in in London. So our headquarters our headquarters are in London. Uh, we are a global organization with offices in Toronto, London, Barcelona, and Dublin. But uh, based based in our London offices today. Oh, fantastic! Fantastic, and. You know, it's always interesting speaking with an individual like you who has such a different perspective than the standard North American view on the cannabis industry. Um, you know, from Prohibition Partners has developed really quickly in the last uh, two years since it was founded. Uh, what brought you to uh, starting up uh, Prohibition Partners and uh, drive it so fast and furiously forward in uh, collecting data and intelligence, but also bringing insight back to the market? Yeah, it's you know I I'd always been I'd, I'd always been an advocate for 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 cannabis and the, for for uh, the the right to access for for cannabis. So I I'd, I'd always from from an early age been been interested, especially from free market thinking. But around a couple of years ago, um, we were looking at what was happening. I, my background was uh, media media data and corporate finance, and I'd been involved in, in projects in in. In, uh, in Barcelona and Spain. And I saw just how normal the cannabis culture was in that city. And that got me thinking, you know, if it was this normal in, in, in one city, what is it uh, around Europe? So I looked around Europe and then I looked further afield, obviously, and saw the, the, the changes. This is uh, the changes in North America. So Stephen, um, you know, you mentioned the how you'd seen the changes in Barcelona and thought about the rest of Europe and the rest of the world. Um, with your background, how do you see the industry uh, evolution as it's happened over the last couple of years relative to other industries which have really changed uh, the world dramatically, perhaps not as quickly as this one in its own way, but things like technology, which, you know, the... Uh, the technology industry evolved through, you know, most rapidly from a consumer perspective in the 90s and through the early 2000s. How, how do you see this industry paralleling it as how it's evolved and how the market's changing? I think that the, the parallels, there's always, there's always going to be parallels between this and tech, tech insofar as the versatility of tech and the versatility of cannabis. Uh, but tech, you know, didn't really have the stigma to fight. Uh, that cannabis does, and this fighting the stigma is is a significant distraction. Fighting for the legitimacy of, of cannabis and fighting for the adoption of cannabis and the justification of, of use of cannabis is 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 is, is sucking uh, an awful lot of energy and effort uh, and and money uh, into in, 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 into kind of the the growth of the industry. So, I think. You know, if 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 there's a way of if there's a way of um, of, of of quickly moving past 
adoption and legalization of of cannabis globally uh, and for markets and, and countries to learn from each other it'll obviously be advantageous uh, to to the industry itself so there is there is of course parallels but the quicker we can get on and form for uh, I, I suppose agreeing on on a uniformed global adoption and global policy uh, the better so the, the the sooner the european union the sooner the us uh, uh, come to come, come to an agreement uh, the sooner the un uh, creates create kind of a, a, a global policy Oh, for sure. And, you know, as you as you raise the question of stigma, it's been very interesting, um, I think, for any of us in the industry, but also for observers of the industry to see how that has changed. I mean, I travel around the world uh, almost nonstop in my role and speaking to the world to people as I travel and otherwise, you know, two years ago, when you told people you're in the cannabis industry, they'd look at you a little bit more curiously. Uh, today, they ask a lot of questions right off the bat. Two years ago, you know, people would make comments about it. Now, the same people are saying, you know, it's helped my mother. It's helped my brother. It's helped friends of mine. Um, it's interesting how people have come out of the, you know, have come out of the shadows and started talking about what they've needed to do or what they've, how they've used cannabis to help them from a medical perspective. But that stigma also, you know, one thing I'd love to touch on uh, after the break, and we'll come back to in, in a second, is how that stigma has also affected investor perspectives. But before we get to the break, what I'd love to ask you about is, do you see a difference in, uh, in terms of Cannabis Europa? You have different investors and entrepreneurs around the world participating in the conferences. How does the pool change as you... Um, as you want, as you go around, because you're hosting conferences in multiple locations, and obviously the interest that participants have um, <clears throat> as you go from location to location, the areas of the industry they're interested in varies. How, how do you see those differences, and how are they reflected through the participation from entrepreneur and investors? Yeah, it's. A, it's a very, very, very interesting point in terms of the, the evolution of the industry. So when we first launched Rubbish Partners in 2017, the, the, you know, we saw that there was a real lack of information and understanding of, 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 of cannabis and medical cannabis, uh, not just in Europe, but around the world. And we, we, we tried to, 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 to right that wrong. By providing credible, by providing credible data, by providing, you know, trusted insights. Then when we, when when we evolved that, we saw that there was there was a big community out there emerging who was who was keen to to to, to progress cannabis and progress access to cannabis and advance cannabis. So when we launched Cannabis Europa, we wanted to to tackle the issue of uh, well the issue of stigma and the issue of lack of access. So the first conference that we launched was in London in May two thousand and eighteen, and the audience that we tried to assemble was across the spheres of policy, of health, of advocacy, uh, patient advocacy, and of, of business. And by bringing, by bringing all of those pools together, only then could you actually tackle the, all of the elements that were preventing, uh, preventing access and growth within the market. So by demonstrating to, uh, to the political 
class and political uh, political political society of not only not only the UK but but of Europe. This there was markets, international markets that were already providing access to patients, and that the, here were here were some of the results. But that there was hundreds of thousands of patients in their own countries that were suffering as a result of lack of access, and these were all of the rationales from a scientific point of view as to why this was a credible 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 solution. So in Europe, we, we looked very much at this as a, as a medical mar- as a medical first market, and that patients were very much on uh, the, 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 the most in need in terms of reform and access. So with Cannabis Europa, um, at each, because it started off with an event, and now you're running multiple events around the world, how do you see the um, entrepreneur mix vary show by show in terms of stage, but also in area of the industry that they're involved and interested in why would and which entrepreneur should go to which event i think i think one of one of the the big differences we're seeing even even in the last six months is the quality of entrepreneur moving into the industry so the level of professionalism that is now being applied to cannabis Um, we do so we're doing we're doing our first north american events uh in toronto on the 5th of november and new york on the 7th of november and we're bringing we're bringing a number of of european entrepreneurs who have launched cannabis related initiatives in the past 12 months quite successfully uh, that would have not had a position in the market to do so 12 months previously. And we're seeing these entrepreneurs come in from healthcare, from science, from biotech, from, uh, from CBG, uh, from, you know, that from, 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 from array of different, from array of different industries, but connected and focused on cannabis. So these, the, 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 the level of entrepreneurism within within cannabis is certainly um, is certainly improving. I think the finance for for these entrepreneurs and access to finance, while it was previously led out of North America, uh, because you know North America had drank from the Kool Aid, so to speak, in terms of proven having a proven successful industry. Uh, now, what we're seeing across Europe is European investors uh, and European the European investment community and the international investment community uh, supporting and backing a lot of uh, entrepreneurism and entrepreneurs who are looking at cannabis related ventures. All right, Stephen. You know, as we've seen the industry evolve uh, around the world, of course, Canada was one of the leaders having uh, brought its first commercial crops uh, for patients uh, on in the early 2000s. The market in Canada, of course, has been evolving rapidly, but production has lagged behind demand um, because of the high cost of production as well, where it costs a minimum of $500 a square foot to build a uh, Health Canada compliant facility. And then OPEX costs are still over $1.50 a gram. As you look at uh, Europe evolving and the market opening up there, you know, Canada obviously has done a number of exports into Europe, but with supply constraints, that's going to be limited. Where do you see Europe's supply coming from? And do you see Europe following the Canadian path or driving directly towards international markets for imports to grow the domestic market? I think with, with with all new medicines and with all new products, there's there's a, a, an obvious preference of from from governments to own the the supply chain, uh, but I think the complexities of cannabis and the nuances of cannabis means that it takes considerable time to actually establish you know production and and, and self supply. Um, 
the the preferred route, you know, in early days in say in in, in Netherlands or or even in Italy was to 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 control the supply. Um, so in Italy, for instance, the Italian government are the ones who produce, uh, manufacture, and, and distribute. Uh, so the army uh, is is responsible for, for 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 cultivation, and only recently have they have they allowed import. Uh, in Germany, they were an import market first, but are now looking to be self reliable and have granted cultivation licenses, three cultivation licenses to date. Uh, again, it's it's for it's for a small number, uh, and you know the production volume is 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 quite small, but. I think they 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 see this they see this as being uh, a a product that is is like any other health uh, healthcare product that can be uh, manufactured elsewhere if it's done under the right conditions and certifications uh, and, and 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 brought into their country. So what what governments who who will in in a large extent like Germany foot the bill for medical cannabis. They don't want to be paying uh, significant production costs uh, for this product, whereby they could get it for much cheaper in uh, more economically preferable uh, destinations and jurisdictions, either Latin America or certain places in in Europe uh, or certain places around the world, uh, where it's 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 produced in the same quality, but um, uh, it's 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 not. Um, it's, it, it doesn't cost them the arm and leg as it would do to produce in their own country. So I think it's the, these governments, governments in, in Europe and governments around the world are taking their learnings from, from Canada. Canada being the first through the door got bloodied and uh, it's important for, it's important for, for, for governments uh, and regulators to learn from Canada, Canada, both the pros and cons of the regulatory system. And find out what's right for what's right for, 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 for the patients in their country. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. 
Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's going to make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The concierge for better living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Climbing our way up, up, up to the Cannabis Summit of Success, Cannabis Radio is back with more of the Green Peak. So welcome back. We're here with uh, Stephen Murphy with Prohibition Partners. And Stephen, I'd like to follow up on uh, your earlier answer with regards to the rapid evolution and professionalism in the industry. Uh, it's interesting to watch and you know be part of the industry and having observed the uh, quick transformation. But you know, being in Canada, it's a bit different than being in many other areas of the world. Uh, early stage entrepreneurs in the industry who really were pioneers and broke a lot of ground. Um, had a very easy access to capital, even though there were incredibly uncertain marketplaces. And now we're seeing that with more certainty in the markets and a clear path to uh, revenue for companies and more professional uh, management and executive teams coming into the market, the markets are closed up and the professionals who understand how to build and have built many successful businesses in the past are having a harder time with access to capital. How are you seeing that evolve over the next 18 months? Is that a temporary shutdown as the market reassesses? Um, is it different? Do you see different and hear different things from different areas of the world? And if you're an, you know, you're an entrepreneur, where would you go and look for capital today? Uh, I, I think you know it's it, it may it may not be a. a uh, a well-received answer, but but I think what what is what's happened in the past six months is is a good thing for the industry. Uh, a, a, a correction. I don't a correction, disagree. A correction. Don't disagree a, at all. A, a correction was 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 well needed. You know, we have to we have to prove that this isn't that this industry isn't a bubble. That this is here for the long term, and uh, and to do that to do that we need to be we need to be. Uh, realistic about the development of, of of global regulations. I'm fortunate that I get to travel. I get to travel the world and speak to governments and speak to local businesses, in from Asia, from Asia to to, to Latin America and from, uh, from 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 Africa to North America. And you know we we see that uh, we see that this industry is it's it's it is it is a it is slowly evolving, but the growth, and I always say this, if you put the cannabis industry on a growth curve, it would, currently where it sits, it's not even on the growth curve. So, 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 so we haven't even reached the point of growth yet. Um, and that's a, very, that's a very exciting area. From, from, from entrepreneurism, and, and I think even from professionalism, what's nice is now that cannabis is more and more in the mainstream, 
you know, if 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 if, if I love going, I love going to 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 the U.S. or Canada because cannabis is generally a, a front page story in in a positive way in 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 the daily newspapers. Uh, so you, the more it is seen in, in, in mainstream media and talked about as a professional industry, that, of course, enhances its ability to attract and allure uh, quality and talented professionals. So when we started, when we started our group, when we started our group uh, in, in 2017, there was, there was a scarcity of talent in the industry. Today, we launched Noble, which is, uh, which is our new parent company, um, that, that, that owns uh, Cannabis Europa and, and Prohibition Partners, we've, we, we've, we've been fortunate to, to bring on a team who, who, you know, who, who come who hail from uh, Barclays, Thomson Reuters, uh, Financial Times, you know, really strong accredited professionals who have a wealth of experience, but are now kind of have, 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 have come to the, who have come and seen the cannabis industry as as a proper, credible, uh, and and respectful industry? Well, that's that's excellent. Tell us a bit more about Noble, because I mean, we've talked a bit about Cannabis Europe and Prohibition Partners is known as having, you know, some of the best industry analysis reports and reports on activity around the world. Tell us a bit more about Noble, which you said you launched today. Yeah, so 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 Noble Noble is it's it's a global cannabis data and media group uh, that owns uh, and that has a portfolio of companies and brands uh, all all with kind of the the vision really to unlock the societal, economic, and medical opportunities for cannabis. Um, so the, within within the Noble Group, uh, it contains Cannabis Europa, European Cannabis Week, Prohibition Partners, and and, and are soon uh, to launch SaaS platform Atalus. And so we've got a team, we've got a network, and we've got a portfolio of companies which I suppose work simultaneously to try and share information, to try and share uh, knowledge, and to, to 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 unite under you know under under and unite people through a very curated and uh, professional network. So that's we use, interesting. That brings a lot of brings a lot of uh, a lot of insights and a lot of different uh, perspectives to one group. That's going to be exactly. very interesting. Yeah, because we've we, we've we've been the first, you know, in, in a lot of the emerging markets. Uh, you know, from first in Europe, Africa, Asia, Latin America, and, and Oceania, to, to properly through Prohibition Partners to properly cover and, and analyze those markets, we very quickly kind of became a, a go-to source uh, for for operators in that market, for investors in that market, and for regulators in that market. All right, Stephen. So, you know, we're uh, I'm, Planet itself is a. You mentioned you've got a footprint with Noble around the world and. Insights into Africa and Latam, and of course Europe and North America. Uh, Plan is a company which we're focused on uh, developing production out of Latam to supply the world, and we have about 50 million square feet um, secured right now. Not all of which is in production, obviously, but uh, we'll be ramping up through 2020. We identified uh, supply as being a major choke point for the industry development worldwide. That so many companies are limited in how much product they can bring to market or supply um, and that limit is going to be a problem for the industry until supply gets resolved what other areas do you see as being major choke points for the industry growth 
Uh, I think probably, I think doctor education, you know, they, they in effect are doctor education and, and, and more, probably more than, than doctor education, um, the um, doctor accreditation and, 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 and medical professional societies. So who, who endorse, who endorse uh, or uh, who endorse or, or don't in, in, in majority of cases, uh, the adoption of medical cannabis or prescription of, of, of cannabis. So I think that is that has been a, a significant barrier uh, all across uh, in, in, in a lot of markets. So a lot of royal societies, a lot of institutions, uh, some, you know, some government bodies who review public health spending. I think they are they the more time needs to be spent uh, educating and, and winning these key stakeholders over rather than I would say worrying about supply. So working with the European Union, working with the Senate, working with uh, working, working, working on policy. I know it's not the 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 the, the sexy and exciting stuff of, of cannabis, especially when it comes to when we see magnificent fields and and uh, greenhouses around the world of, of 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 phenomenal product and phenomenal phenomenally produced product. But I do think that, that all our products won't have a home to go to unless we can win over these stakeholders and educate them on, as to why cannabis should be adopted and why uh, they should allow their medical community in those markets to, um, to, to prescribe and why patients should be able to get access to it. Oh, it's interesting you raised that one. I wasn't looking for a a plug, but I'll make a little bit of a, a share a little bit, which ties right into your perspective there. One of the things we're we're a big believer in social impact, and uh, we like to see companies that uh, that make look to make a difference. You're right; it's not just about seeing nice uh, fields of waving green. Uh, it's actually how do you help the community around you? And one of the things we identified early on was also the lack of doctor education. Uh, one of our team members, Dr. Uh, Raquel Pirabe. Uh, out of Uruguay has uh, been leading a project with a number of other leading uh, physicians around the world with a cannabis specialization to build the first compendium of education and knowledge for doc, uh, Spanish-speaking doctors. Because while those of us in the North, North America and Europe have a lot of access to the information in English, you know, the doctors that are dealing in the rest of the world don't have as much or as easy access to that information. And we've seen everywhere you know, it's one thing for us to know that patients can use medical cannabis. It's another thing for a doctor to know how they should use it. And so uh, it's interesting you bring that up. Um, beyond the educational perspective, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of interest around vaping for people as a whole and the directions that's going to take. But where do you see uh, investor appetite that's unmet in the industry, where investors are looking for solutions into an area and not seeing entrepreneurs bring those solutions forward? I think it's, 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 it's product development and product innovation. I think there's, there's, there's investors, there's sophisticated investors who understand uh, the endocannabinoid system and who under, also understand the, the, the makeup of, 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 of cannabis as, and who are interested in maybe the alternative cannabinoids that haven't been fully explored. So, there's 
I think that there's the breadth of interest and opportunity in cannabis. We could, I, I think, this segment and even this 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 podcast, if you if you recorded a thousand hours, would be would be would be too would be too little for it. But I do think I do think the 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 alternative opportunities in 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 the emerging cannabinoids are very very interesting. Not just from a medical not just from a medical perspective, but also from um, from from a, from a, um, from 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 a, be it adult use or or you know CBG uh, perspective. And we're going to break again. So thank you, Stephen. We'll be coming back in a minute with some more questions. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. I'm your host, Dr. Dina. We've got David Faustino on the line, Bud Bundy from Married with Children. Did you feel nervous being a celebrity walking into a weed store? I don't remember at all being like, ooh, I'm scared someone's going to take my picture here. What are they going to say? Bud Bundy smokes Bud? I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be a big shocker. Hey, this is David Faustino, and I'm on Cannabis Confidential with my girl, Dr. Dina, on CannabisRadio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Hi, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I have Hernanda Umana joining me. We're just both so fascinated with how much we've learned since we've been in this pet industry and creating an all-natural product. Because it's a dog's life. I am a huge fan of my guest today, Dr. Bob Goldstein. I have, in my experience, not seen many natural substances produce the results that CBD is producing in the animals that we are testing on. It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Climbing our way up, up, up to the Cannabis Summit of Success, Cannabis Radio is back with more of the Green Peak. All right, and we're back with Stephen Murphy from Prohibition Partners. Stephen, companies are evolving quickly across the industry and around the world. What do you see as uh, trends and who will be the next global leader in world and global cannabis? Cannabis is it's, it's, it's quite a unique one insofar as how it needs to be, or in, in North America anyway, the, the trend of being, co- being fully vertically integrated. Um, you know, being being an expert in, in in at every stage of production and cultivation and processing and manufacturing and branding and selling and customer service, it's it, it's hard. Uh, I, I I think it's it's very hard, and I that's 
the when you move outside North America, the demand for uh, vertically integrated is 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 downplayed a little by a little bit of openness in in in, in regulation. Um, but I think I do think that uh, that there are certain aspects of cannabis where cert, where certain where, where there's certain aspects that uh, leaders of the global cannabis industry are really going to excel at, and that is that is that is kind of uh, data. So being able to being able to uh, have overview of their product from seed to sale. I do think that will be quite significant. Uh, I also think, you know, having um, having having consistency and being able to ensure consistency is is, is extremely important. As as cannabis moves, you know, to to, to more trial based uh, work, uh, being being a, a product or provider or a group that is able to provide consistency. And that could be consistency in, in, in flower, that could be in consistency in, in testing process, that could be consistency in, in, in end product and manufacturing. I think the, the cannabis is up against uh, an, an, an industry that, you know, a pharma industry, a food and drink industry, a healthcare industry that has been around for, 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 for quite a number of years and has, and has established that level of consistency with consumers and consumers have come to expect that when purchasing. So consistency is, is a very core part uh, and a very core deliverable for the successful cannabis industries. Um, now it, it's 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 very hard to prove and it's very hard to achieve. And if you look at if you look at companies, you know the the leading companies in North America, they are the ones who have been able uh, they've been the ones who have been able to deliver consistent products on time to the amount that they've said when they've said it uh, at the price that they've guaranteed. And on that point, a uh, good question uh, would be, how do you ensure that consistency? Because that consistent reliability and reliability is key. How? Well, I think it comes down to professionalism. It comes down to uh, not, you know, be, being, being very controlled. Uh, I think it comes down to being very methodical in, in, in your approach. We've, we're, we're, we've got a product that borders both the adult use, but also borders pharma. And I think when you border pharma, it's 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 a different playing field, and you need to apply um, you need to apply that 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 level of, of of expertise. You know, so in in North America, you could cultivate and produce, especially in Canada, in Canada, up to up to GACP. Uh, levels, but in in Europe you have your you have a requirement for European GMP, which is which is essentially pharma grade, and that you know getting to that standard there's only around five or six facilities around the world uh, of, of of hundreds of facilities that are GMP that are GMP qualified. So it 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 does take it does take discipline. It does take uh, it does take process it does take superb management it takes superb design uh, and it, it 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 takes superb operations yeah and we see a lot of people talking in the industry about you know that they're going to be EU GMP and don't seem to recognize how 
big a curve it is to be GACP, GMP, and EU GMP. Um, how do you view, I mean, we see lots of people using the terms like compliant. Yeah. What, what, do, you, what do you hear about that? Yeah, we, 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 guess we, we, work, we work with, we're fortunate enough to work with lots of fantastic clients. Some are early stage in their development, some are going through, going through, uh, going through the, the, the process, you know, from being compliant and acting compliant all the way through to actually being certified. There is a big gap. And um, you know, you're, they're obviously they, 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 they obviously need to get their elbows out to prove themselves to investors in, in a competitive landscape. But I do think I do think it is it is the way forward um, for for companies who wish to be in the industry because what we're going to see is these European standards are going to be taken on uh, taken as 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 the global benchmark uh, over the next few years and this gmp standard will become uh, well will become will become the 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 gold standard of the cannabis industry so it's important to 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 get right and and, and it does take a while uh, it is it is it is a, a timely and expensive process but if without 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 it uh, it's 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 not going to um i i, I don't see i don't see the, the 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 companies having having much much success i i agree with you and i think it's something which a lot of people really have to pay a lot of attention to and also be prepared for the fact it's an incredibly costly uh process to go through uh both from time and money perspective as you as you move forward and on that, on a one last question, uh, with, which relates to it, is obviously uh, those EU GMP standards and GMP standards apply differently in different areas. And I agree with you, there'll be more consistency. But there's a number of international markets which opened in the last 12 months. Obviously, people keep talking about the US, but the US isn't alone in the world. What are some of the other markets you suspect will open up uh, and see a lot of movement over the next year? Um, and have, seeing dramatic changes in how the market is being approached, where do you see that growth? You've 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 got like little hot pockets in in each region. So in Asia, you have places like Thailand, which are very interesting. You have a very uh, you know what was traditionally a very conservative region for cannabis um, and drugs in general. You have a government that are now very much buying into not only the science and healthcare opportunities, but also the economic opportunities that cannabis brings. And you see the economic argument being very attractive to emerging emerging markets and emerging regions. So in in Europe, you know, emerging regions across Central and Eastern Europe are are, are uh, are, are very attracted to 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 the potential of, of cannabis in certain areas of Africa. Countries are, are very attracted to the economic opportunity of cannabis, but I don't think it's just the economic opportunity. I think you want to you want to balance it with countries which have a level of of, of scientific of uh, of of, um, of professional. And uh, to a certain extent, financial infrastructure that can support that can support uh, the cannabis industry, because the cannabis industry, yeah, it's it's it sounds simple enough to, to grow cannabis, but you know there is there is 
it is a it is a very complex it is a very complex industry in which to, to navigate with. So I think when 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 looking and embarking on on an international strategy, there are certain markets that are very pro cannabis and have been you know Germany is. Germany is a market that that only opened up in 2017, but has quickly become one of the the biggest cannabis markets. Well, the biggest cannabis market in Germany in in Europe. Uh, you have Australia, which is which is taken a lot longer to open up, but because they 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 I suppose they analysed cannabis for some time and 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 put in place pra- policies to trace uh, trace performance uh, or impact of, of cannabis on patients you're now you're now seeing that that wave of wave of results coming back to doctors and coming back to the government is 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 is, is improving access and improving uh, unlocking unlocking regulation in that market so there's there's, there's 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 pros you know there's pros in in each market uh, and depending on what you want to do whether it is supply whether it's to build data whether it is to cultivate or whether it is to uh, find economic opportunity for example you know london is is, is an economic capital of the world uh, but there is more cannabis companies here than there is cannabis patients and it's a very <laughs> it's 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 a sad fact um something we, we we hope we can change very soon but from 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 a fundraising perspective it's 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 a very exciting market for cannabis companies because there is a bunch of there's a big investment community who are turned on to cannabis and are reading about cannabis and are attending cannabis uh, you know last month i spoke at four cannabis conferences in one day in london now that's 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 insane that's that you know that's uh, that that would I I I I I would that's never imagine that very high level of activity right very hard to sustain yeah 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 but but there is appetite there for for for, for cannabis investment and that's just one market alone because you know we're we're you're seeing you're seeing countries apply their skill set. Uh, to, to 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 cannabis for for the UK is finance for Germany it's it's their healthcare system uh, for Macedonia and Thailand it is their compliant regulations. Yeah, no, uh, it's uh, every every area of the world and every every participant has uh, very distinct interests and you know that's one of the um, areas where Prohibition Partners stands out. And I'd uh, encourage all our listeners to visit prohibitionpartners.com and uh, head to slash reports, where you'll be able to get a lot of the uh, reports that Prohibition Partners has put out over the last uh, while and uh, giving them insights into global and local markets. The reports themselves give a great perspective on what's going on in the industry around the world and are constantly being updated with new and enhanced information, as both as markets come online, but also as new trends and opportunities open up. Uh, Stephen, out of the last I, report, is there a key insight you want to share that you think people should look for that really should be aware of uh, for the next six months? Um, I think so. So all all of those reports are free, by the way. Uh, so we have, we have reports on every region and GMP reports and and, and industry related reports. Um, a trend, I think, is um, is the a, a trend. A trend is 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 around is around the the broadening consumer. So 
the fact that CBD in, in Europe and, and around the world has kind of been the first wave of entry of cannabis into the mainstream and the adoption of, of, of cannabis has, has been taken on a lot quicker than, than what was expected. So, so you're seeing a lot of major FMCG or CBG, sorry, brands uh, who are now adopting cannabis and want cannabis related products and cannabis related services. So I think it's just, it's the speed in which the consumer demand is there is, 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 is definitely been a bit of a surprise. And it's been a surprise to regulators who are playing catch up to that. Uh, so um, it's, 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 it's how quickly the stigma has been removed uh, from, from the space. All right. Well, thank you, Stephen Murphy, uh, Managing Partner with Prohibition Partners, for joining us today. And all listeners, thanks for listening to our inaugural uh, show. I welcome and invite you to read, uh, to go visit prohibitionpartners.com and uh, access and download the reports for current and cutting-edge insights on the industry and the evolution of the industry. Thanks, Stephen. Perfect. Thank you very much, Richard. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.